Hey there, are you sick and tired of feeling sick and tired? Join Adol Kozilski and Fagy Stern as they explore ways to reverse chronic illness and achieve vibrant health. Your health is your only wealth and together we can be better. Hashtag healthy you, wealthy you. Well, the sun is up, the jacarandas are everywhere, it's rained. Faggy, how's the, how the allergies? It's so much better, absolutely so much better. Although these things are, are happening all over, so that's fun. <laughs> yes, well, with jacarandas come the bees, right? This is the Healthy You, Wealthy You show. Good morning, good morning to everyone out there. Um, Faggy and I are super excited, and you know, because summer is in the air, we were just saying before we got on air that we speak a lot about food and what, what we put into our mouths. Um, we speak, we've spoken a lot about mental health. We've spoken about sleep. What we haven't spoken about is exercise and what better time now, but to get our energy up and running and enjoying the sun and getting our bodies moving because that is the fourth component to being healthy. And with that, we have pleasure and in inviting, um, onto the show. Chloe Watson. Good morning, Chloe. Hi, how are you? Good, good, good. Well, to introduce you to our listeners, you are an alternative medicine practitioner. You're a specialist woman trainer, and you have a passion particularly for women's health and healing as a whole, mentally, physically, emotionally, uh, spiritually, and you help women to heal their relationship with food and their bodies and of course, exercise is a very, very big component. So we're really, really excited to, to hear all about you. And maybe as a starter, introduce yourself to us and, and to our listeners. Uh, you know, how did you come to being who you are today? So, um, as soon as I've always had a passion for health and exercise, even in school, I studied sports science and I was always the, the top student getting 90s. And then after leaving school, I wanted to study to do dietetics. Um, but it was a difficult field to get into. So in the meantime, I went and studied personal training. I worked on the cruise ships overseas for a few years and then came back, ran a studio. I've been training for the past seven years. And then with COVID hits, um, obviously that was a bit of a problem when the gyms closed. Um, so then I started um, branching out. I started studying um, further and I, start, I studied through a university called Quantum University and I studied my natural medicine degree. We have um, alternative medicine, which is like your homeopathy, your Ayurvedic medicine, all that kind of stuff. And just so now I've become a, an alternative medicine practitioner as well. So when somebody comes to you, um, what 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 are they coming to you for you to be a personal trainer? And you you just you use um, other methods like holistically to help in the exercise field. Exactly, yes. So I would work and branch out in within the exercise. That's where it obviously starts. And then I do a, a, like a full consult where I work with you. I look at your past experience with exercise, with food. I help you with your nutrition, your mental. Some days clients just can't train and then we'll work on meditation and even body talk sometimes or healing in all aspects. And even training, I'm never, my approach is from training is never to shrink your body and hate your body. It's more from a place of loving your body and what it's capable of. I see that you're very into weights. Can you explain like how you use weights and what the benefits are? Yes. So I've, I've, I was always the person that would do body weight training and like the Pilates and all of that. And I felt like I was never, ever getting anywhere or seeing results as much as I wanted. And then I actually started CrossFit, which I know to most personal trainers, it's like, oh, because it's normally like quite hectic, heavy weights in different forms. 
And it really, it shocked my body, changed my body. And I started applying it to my clients and I saw better results than ever. So a lot of women can be um, nervous to lift weights because they think, oh, they're going to get bulky or even just because they don't know how. And just, so I would help women with that. I focus a lot on lifting weights at a high pace um, in the correct form, of course. And it really just, it's fast results, shows better results than any exercise I've done. And yeah, that's my passion. I mean, we, uh, Adel and I always quote Dr. Mark Harmon. He's forever posting all these amazing posts and, you know, we, we, we quote him a lot and he speaks a lot about muscle and the brain um, and the benefits to the brain and how, you know, muscle mass is quite a big thing. So um, I'm assuming that it has what to do as well with, aside from just the heart, you know, the, the brain is also a muscle, so it's all connected. Yes. So naturally by having more muscle mass as as a, I mean, not only as a woman, but as a person, your basal metabolic rate will naturally increase, which is the your metabolism that if you just sat on the couch for the entire day and didn't move, you would burn, say, 1,200 calories. If you have more muscle mass, you would burn up to 1,500 calories just sitting, doing nothing. That's your basal metabolic rate. So by having more muscle, you actually burn more calories doing nothing. So long term, it's not you get benefits from exercise than just the session of, say, if you ran for 30 minutes, the only benefit you would get is burning those calories in those 30 minutes, whereas building muscle long term, your basal metabolic rate increases your health, your heart, everything. There surely is, is, is more to it. Like, um, I'm, I'm, I'm more moving on to the menopause side. In fact, I think when they're done, they've got that t-shirt already. I shouldn't give away my age, um, online, <laughs> but one of the things that, that I'm coming to recognize as, as I'm moving on in my years is that muscle is important, particularly for, for aging, because that is still, you know, like holding, holding you up. Like I've, I've, I've been looking at a lot, um, at sarcopenia where people's muscle is just, it's atrophied, it's atrophying, right? And you, you, you get into trouble when you're much older and you're more vulnerable to breaks, et cetera. Is that correct? Exactly. Yeah. So your joints, I mean, joint pain is a big thing also that comes as we age and having more muscle helps obviously those joints. It's within the cartilage, your bone mass, everything increases. Bone, bone density actually also increases not only muscle with weight training. Mm-hmm. So I'm really for it, especially for women long-term and health benefits age-wise and as well as menopause is not something wrong with your body it's a completely natural thing that happens and you just need to learn to work with your body and not against it and of course having more muscle training correctly for your body it it won't have such a hectic effect because also to obviously balance your hormones your insulin your progesterone your estrogen your testosterone just by having more muscle mass sure that's quite, quite, quite a big thing. Very interestingly, about 10 years ago, um, I broke my leg. I mean, I was an active person, but I wasn't, um, I didn't focus particularly on my body and exercise, right? I was just an active mom running around, coming, going, broke my leg, sat on a, 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 a chair for three months, atroph- really just, just un- unable to move and, and things like, you know, falling apart. And they said, no, well, maybe you broke your leg because you, you know, you, you're coming, what's it called? The, the periosteoporotic before, just before osteoporosis. And they did, they did a check and they said, yeah, you're like on the borderline, you know, your, your bone calcium and all of that is like going down the drain. And because I had to rehabilitate my leg, I actually went for weight training. I did biokinetics and physio, you know, to strengthen myself that I could walk again. And very interestingly, a year later, they made me go and do another bone um, um, density. And I was, I, I actually, as you correctly said, 
it, it built my bone density. I actually reversed that which they saw a, a year before. And that, that really was a big, big, big eye opener for me. And certainly that, that definitely motivated me, you know, um, to do, to actually appreciate it. This is the Healthy You, Wealthy You show with Edo Kosilski and Fagy Stern. We're speaking to Chloe Watson. Um, she's an alternative uh, trainer, and she looks at all aspects of who you are. If you'd like to join the conversation, 34519 is our SMS line, 061-895-1019, our telegram number. Don't be shy. This is your time to ask the questions that you need to know and to get answers for. Chloe, you were talking about weight. So um, do you do you focus on certain parts of the body in terms of weights? Like is there certain parts of the body that are more important than other, or is it about building muscle everywhere? So each client is, uh, uh, work with is um, obviously completely individual, um, different body shapes, different body types. So you get different people as body types, meaning you get a mesomorph, ectomorph, and an endomorph. So that's, so you get like an ectomorph is a very thin person that battles to build muscle. Mesomorph is those type of people that are just like solid and just hold muscle and build it like this super fast. And then an ectomorph is a person that battles to lose weight and battles to build muscle. You could be a combination. I think that's the majority of the population. What did you, what did you call us? This, that, that ectomorph. <laughs> no, no. You can be a combination. So you could be a person like a mesomorph. You could build muscle but still battle to lose weight. So I would take this all into account when I train a person. I'll look at their body shape. So do they hold weight on their stomachs or on their legs? And then I train them, obviously, accordingly to that. And, and how long are your train sessions, like your training sessions? Uh, each session is about 45 minutes to an hour, but that's also depending on the clients. I mean, if someone comes and has never trained in their life before, they'll never manage for a full hour. So I, I really work with each person as that goes. But an hour is good. Then we get in a good warm-up. We get in a good – because I also really focus on doing a good um, ab warm-up because I know that once you – warmed and engaged your stomach muscles, you kind of use them for the rest of the session. And that also helps to just flatten the stomach, which all women want. You take that through the rest of the session when we start weights. Right. right. Can you explain to us like all the links and connections between the mind and the body and insulin and neurotransmitters and why do people feel so good after exercise, even though it's so difficult to start it? And just, you know, there's, there's clearly so many benefits if we can just go into that. Exactly. So I've always, I've always tell my clients the hardest part is just to get you. You just have to get you and I'll do the rest for you. Like just get you and it's done. Um, if it was only that easy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it is, it is. If you have a trainer and a good trainer, that's all you got to do. You just got to get there. And so what happens is obviously I'm sure everyone knows you release endorphins in the brain. It's a similar thing that like if you eat chocolate, <laughs> there's like a link between that and you release endorphins and it makes you feel good. But obviously chocolate has a very shorter like lifespan, if you want to call it. Whereas training, you just feel so much better about yourself. A lot of people feel they're releasing stress. They're releasing any anxiety of the day. They're kind of able just to have a moment, an hour to themselves where they don't have to think. A lot of my clients can't even like count in the session because they just zone out and it's their hour to just be and not have to think and just enjoy. Like especially moms, you know, it's like their one free space. And then, yeah, so you've released these endorphins in your brain. You feel great afterwards. You've had a good, like, release of, like, any tension. And, yeah, so it's a full mind-body connection. And then, obviously, you've burnt off any, like, excess. I don't know how to put it. I don't want to say. Um, so, say if you've, like, had a really 
rough day, eating, drinking, all of that. You get this hour to just kind of release all that like heaviness, you know? So like it's an emotional heavy. heaviness. Exactly, yes. How how often um must one train to see benefits? Like is once a week fine or like what what is what what is the sweet? I would point? definitely say the, the ideal point is like definitely three times a week. Um, that I also think possible. It's not too, let's not asking you to come five, six times a week, twice a day, you know, three times a week is a good, easy goal to work towards. Otherwise twice a week is also good, but once a week you won't really see um, that much benefit from it's too long of a gap in between the sessions. And do you combine your, your weight exercises with, uh, with other modalities like Pilates, yoga, yes, like that, yes, that type definitely. of thing? So I'm also qualified in Pilates, yoga, and spinning. So I definitely, and there's a space for that. So how my sessions would normally run is like five, 10 minutes cardio to see, to warm you up. And then we would, the, the Pilates would come in and the plyometrics and the body weight exercises just to warm up your body, get the muscles ready. And then we go and lift weights for about 30 to 45 minutes. Well, I think I'd pass out. <laughs> I take two shots no, no, and, and I'm done. <laughs> that, does that count, by the way? Is weightlifting count? No, 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 that doesn't when count. When they're taking their shopping in and out of the car, I think it does. You know, Adel, maybe we can actually bring genetics into this because we had this discussion. I had this, this, this discussion with my father actually after the one radio show that we had where you said that, Adel, you said when you do too much exercise, it's actually not good for you. So, Chloe, maybe we can kind of bring into this, you know, understanding why some people do really well with exercise and some people kind of struggle with it genetically. Yes, yes. So that is a thing. But I guess it's also some people's bodies are like made to run. Some people's bodies are made to swim. And it's also very a personal preference. And in my initial consult, I always ask my clients, what have you done that worked and what did you do that you enjoyed? Because that's what you're going to, you're going to keep doing. If you really dislike having to come to the gym it's it's not going to last long you know if you really enjoy swimming you you should keep swimming and you should probably see results in that um genetics it's it's very um, i mean genetics is more towards of how and where you would build muscle like some clients have amazing calf muscles and that's something that's purely genetics like it's really hard to build your calves and some people have genetically really strong legs or really strong arms and that's where training you would assist in different ways and um, you were saying that overtraining and like training too much that's a real real thing because training I used to do that I used to train six days a week twice a day and I didn't see the results I did from training three times a week for 45 minutes because your body needs that time to rest and recover and and come back stronger you know and you and if you overtrain in your sessions you actually won't be able to give as much as you would if you just rested so you'll get more out of less time if you just give your body time to recover. I'm assuming that's when you would bring something in like yoga or meditation to kind of yoga. calm the body and. Exactly. So, so I would say like my clients that come every single day, they like really by the end of the week, they've finished. And I like say, you absolutely cannot do any exercise this weekend. And they're like, please. And I'm like, no, it's not actually going to do you any benefit. You can do active recovery, which would be going for a walk or doing yoga or something just to move your body. But overtraining is, is not. A good idea. Where where does food come come to play? I mean, we 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 kind of like know the answer, but we have to hear it again and again. And we, you know, like it just people have to understand that there is a huge connection between what it is, the fuel that we're putting in our body. Can you maybe expand on that and just you know explain what actually happens when when you eat the wrong foods or you know what happens to your body? 
So the way I love to see it is that your cells, every single cell in your body is continuously repairing and renewing. And within every 30 days, every single cell in your body has replaced and renewed. And in those 30 days, decide what you want those cells to repair with. And if you're filling your body with this toxins and toxic food and artificial things, that's what the fuel you're giving your body to repair and renew itself on. And that's where aging comes into play. And you see these people that have eaten healthy and looked after themselves for years and you think it's just, ah, but it's actually the fuel they gave their body and their cells and their genes to repair and renew themselves. It's literally like the fuel you're putting in is what you're giving your body to repair itself with. And I'm, I'm a full person. I fully believe in a holistic approach where you include all things and nothing is cut out. I mean, obviously there's some cases with like insulin resistance and intolerances where it's obvious, but wherever you tell someone they're not allowed to have something, you absolutely, that's when they want it more. So if you come with an approach that you're allowed it, there's actually like this breath of fresh air that you actually realize, oh, I actually don't need it. And you can then step into conscious, conscious eating and intuitive eating where you say, do I feel like this or am I telling myself I feel like this because I'm not allowed it? There's a very mm. big gap in between that where consciously feeling, okay, I'm full and not, and not thinking, oh, I'm not allowed to eat that much. You know, when, when you tell someone they're only allowed to eat this much, then they want more. But if you tell them you can have as much as you want, eat till you're full, then they step into the space of actually I'm full and that's enough. Yeah, I saw something very interesting from Simon Sinek. He said, you know, if you see your kid sitting by the TV eating, he says, yes. don't say to them, don't eat by the TV. Okay. He says, say yes. to them, come sit at the table and eat. Exactly. Right. And he says, why? Because as soon as you say, don't do something, what's, what's going to be the focus? It's going exactly. to be the want and the desire not to do, do the thing that you don't want them to do. But if you replace it with something positive, and I think that's what you're saying, okay, instead yes. of saying you're not allowed to eat X, Y, Z, you can eat as much as you want, you know, um, in, the, in, the, in the right form of thing. That, that is exactly. like, it changes the focus away from the lack. Yes, and then people then start to realize, okay, eating these bad foods, I'm allowed them, but they actually don't make me feel great. So, and, and it does, sometimes it's a process for some people that have been in a toxic relationship with food for years, where they, it like takes them time to get to the space of being allowed to eat food, because you actually are allowed to eat all food. It's just as soon as you put that restriction in, then it's like becomes a space of you take your power away and you give the food power over you. Where as soon as you take your power back and say, I am allowed this, but does it make me feel good? Does it heal my body? Is it good for me? Then you take your power back over food and you say, yes, you know, I, this is what makes me feel good. I'm full. This is enough. I'm satisfied. And it's very hard to do that when you're told you're not allowed, you know, and that food is bad. It's speaking about weight and food and nutrition. Can we kind of bring in a little bit of hormones? Because hormones is from uh, like when we were really young. I mean, my, my little niece is going through. You know, she went from being skinny to kind of putting weight, like weight on overnight. Um, my sister then took her for bloods and she realized like she actually has her, her thyroid levels are crazy high. You know, so I think we, we, we don't realize how we actually deal with it from when we're really little to menopause and further. And do you go into testing and do you give people supplements? You know, how yes. does it work with weight, exercise, hormones? 
hormones are a huge, huge thing, obviously, like, like you've just said. And it starts from young. And especially, I think it's very important as moms and mothers that you do go and test your girls now in this day and age because there are so many more hormones in our food. There's so many more toxins and um, what's the word? Um, additives in even not even animal products to with that we're eating and which will up liver toxicity and then can affect the whole system of your endocrine, your whole endocrine system. And then, I mean, a lot of women don't, a lot of moms, we don't look at it at a young age because we just write it off, oh, it's puberty, they're supposed to gain weight. But like you just said, it could be like she has super high thyroid, she has super high um, testosterone, super high estrogen, PCOS, any of these things which are com- coming much sooner now because of all these hormones in our food. So really, I would, I always recommend my clients go and have that tested. I've got a, like a full, whole lot of um, doctors that I then recommend them to go and do testing with. And then I work with them with that, but a hundred percent, because otherwise you're just fighting a race that you, it's impossible to win because your hormones are like working against you. But always, I always like to also do this in a very natural approach because there are always, always, um, side effects to the other, the, your normal medicines, you know? We're speaking with Chloe Watson. We're speaking particularly about exercise. If you have a question, a comment, 34519 is our SMS line, 0618951019, our telegram number. You know, one of the things that I have a fight with a particular member of family, and I'm not going to mention them on thing, is that they say it's okay to eat rubbish. Like, I mean, I'll, I'll allow myself to indulge because what I'll do then is I'll go to the gym for an hour and a half and I'll burn it all off. Make a comment oh, on that. Oh, no, no, no. Comment because now it's being recorded. I'm going to be sending them the podcast. (laughs) It's literally impossible to do that. You can't spot calorie burn off. It's not a thing. It's it's going to throw off your insulin. It's going to do a whole lot of more damage than exercise can fix. You can't burn off a meal that you've just eaten. And this is where a lot of the... The diet culture comes in and it's, it's so unhealthy where calories in, calories out. And I'm so against that in so many ways because calories are not all equal. Nourish, there's no nourishment in calories. So let me give an example. A slice of white bread has less calories than five almonds, but five almonds won't throw your insulin off and will stay, sustain you for way longer than a slice of bread. So it's not, calories do not equal nourishment. You know, you get, you get these people that like count their calories like crazy. And there's another thing is that labeling in, is, is not really always a hundred percent accurate. And then people run their lives by that. And it's, it's so, so wrong. And yes, you absolutely cannot go to the gym and burn off however many calories you just ate in your brownie and go and think, Oh, I burnt off 300 calories on the treadmill. It's not going to work like that. Your body will still have its insulin thrown off the you'll still gain weight you know and that's where you get a lot of people and i think you still you still mess up your system because garbage in garbage out it doesn't matter that you're trying to burn it out right you go back to where i was saying where the cells renew themselves on the field you're putting in and if you're putting in bad field that's what your body's going to renew itself on that's where your hormones are going to that's what you're giving your hormones to work from and it's, it's not going to work and it's also information You've to your genes whether your genes want to be you know turned on or turned off Exactly. And if you're telling your genes toxins, 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 they're going to fight inflammation, inflammation, you're going to have then all the bit out, like all these other side effects of having inflammation. And that that's like the number one cause of all disease is, is starts with inflammation. And that's what you're putting into your body.
No, well, there we go. I've got it now recorded. <laughs> it's official. There we go. You can tell them. And, it, and it's not from me. It's not from me. <laughs> and so when, when again, uh, somebody comes to you for training, do you sit down and give them an actual meal plan and say, this is what you're going to have for breakfast, lunch, or supper, or this is, this is how you're supposed to eat? Do you give them like a, a detailed, so- it's, um, it's very dependent. Um, a lot of people um, will come with their own. Uh, it depends on. So I'm very sensitive to eating disorders because I, I honestly believe as as a generation, we all have some kind of eating disorder um, in, in one way or another. And some women telling them what to eat just triggers them. So I'm very careful with eating plans and I offer it and I speak about it. I chat about it. And yes, but I definitely do over time. This is where my, my holistic comes in and my, my medicine is I work with them, say, like the people that are very sensitive to diets. I work with them for two, three weeks and gradually just start implementing natural, like healthier ways of eating instead of just wham, bam. Yeah, this is what you have to eat, eggs, broccoli and chicken breasts. I'll never do that. Um, I have an eating disorder. If somebody ever tells me that I'm not allowed chocolate, that's the end of my life. <laughs> I'll listen to anything else. Yeah, I'll do anything else. going go to go all of them. Chocolate. so I I have a client so she really doesn't like diets like being told to do it actually just triggers her and she will then go and eat all of the things she's not allowed so what I would then say is start slowly have a good healthy breakfast this week then the following week I would say okay try to cut out the unhealthy snacks in between meals then the following week have have more water this week you know so it's not a great it depends on each client but the ideal client, yes, I would give them a healthy, holistic eating plan, um, personal to them. So they'll tell me what they eat in a day. Then I'll make them a meal plan quite close to that, just a bit help tweak it a bit so that they're making sure they're getting enough protein and nourishment through it. Right. So, I mean, you obviously go around and, and you, uh, you use the general principles that you've got to have like a little bit of protein, a fat and a lot of vegetables, like the general, you know. Uh, I'm more, I find with women, we not, uh, we don't eat enough protein in general. And I think that that's the biggest problem because protein is what keep you, keeps you satiated. It keeps you full. It's what the cells and the genes need to repair. It helps you recover from training. It just makes you feel good. You know, whereas the carbs, they, they're great and they taste delicious, but they don't sustain you. Mm-hmm. There is a place for them. You need them. Um, I'm not saying cut them out, but the, you've got to balance things, you know. And obviously and again, the healthy fats. Different blood, healthy fats, your avos, your oils. Don't, I don't cut anything out because it's also, especially fats. A lot of people are scared of fats because of the calories. And it's so bad because that also leads to hormone issues because your hormone, your fat soluble vitamins A, D, E, and K are all linked or like your most vital um, vitamins for your hormones. And if you are deficient in those, that'll throw your hormones off. So these low-fat fat diets, low-calorie diets, are what causing women to have skin problems, hair problems, all of that because of the diet. Okay, we're going to talk some more about that. If you want to join the conversation, 34519 is our SMS line. 061-895-1019 is our telegram number. This is the Healthy You, Wealthy You show with Adol Kosilski and Fagy Stern. You're listening to the Healthy You, Wealthy You show. We're talking with Chloe Watson. We're talking exercise and the relationship that and that it has and the part it has in keeping you healthy. Can we focus a little bit, Chloe, on on um, menopause because it is a reality, okay? There is a shift in hormones. There is a change in body. It feels like things get much more difficult. You know, it, it's more difficult to move. There's more fat, like fat doesn't move. There's like less, it's like, 
what can we do to combat it and, and how do you deal with women going through menopause and even post-menopause? Um, so, you know, it's, it's definitely the place to start is that it's not, it's, it is fixable, it is workable and you can, you can lose the weight, you can feel good in it. It's not like the end. I feel like a lot of women hit menopause and they just like feel like throwing in the towel, they give up. They're like, oh, you know, I fought with my body my whole life. Now I'm in menopause and it's even harder. Uh, you know, they're like, oh, I'm not even going to try, you know, because it's just so hard. But it is possible. Like we mentioned earlier, building that muscle mass naturally will increase your metabolism. So you will that will help firstly. Start exercising, moving your body. Even if it's just a walk, a gradual start, you will feel better from that. Um, it will help you, your hormones um, in re- with regards to that. <coughs> sorry. You need to go and have a... a a doctor, sorry, um, a specialist, check your hormones, especially your progesterone, because that is your, oh, sorry, I'm choking. Adel, you were discussing the progesterone. Do you want, do you want to go get on. some water? We, yeah, we were talking about the fact that, that a lot of women don't realize that they become progesterone deficient. And, 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 and it's, I think it, like what I've understood, it actually plays a big role. Yes, I've actually seen somewhere where progesterone cream is like a natural thing that it does it like if if you kind of put it on your arm or your wrist and you start feeling better automatically, you know that it's good for you. If you get the ones, you can just rub a progesterone cream on you. So it's actually like called the happy hormone. But if you've lived a really harsh stress um, lifestyle in within like busyness as a mom even or in work, your adrenals will suck that progesterone from you because it's that happy hormone to balance out the stress and then naturally because now your body's feeling so much (coughs) your progesterone is being sucked it then produces extra estrogen which then makes you gain the weight so it's like a vicious cycle (coughs) so fascinating i'm telling you all these hormones adel i mean again as we said it's not only menopause people struggle throughout all these years I, i personally had my bloods done recently and my adrenals are crazy you know my cortisol is yeah. crazy low which is actually interesting chloe because i think people feel that when your cortisol is too high that's when you know the stress is too much but actually my cortisol is really low which means adrenal fatigue exactly so when you're what adrenal fatigue is is that your body's actually now hit this breaking point but it's not producing the cortisol cortisol is the hormone you need to be able to cope with if you don't have resistance you're battling to produce um, because then your body can't metabolize carbohydrates. It's the same then with adrenal fatigue. Mm. So, so what, 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 what are, what are some pointers that you can give to a woman going through menopause into menopause? Like maybe give us three or four pointers. Number one, you've said like, go check your progesterone. That, that is a big check one. Check your progesterone. Check your estrogen, check your testosterone, and check your thyroid because those are always linked. And then obviously your adrenal glands and your um, your liver toxicity because that could be a lot of buildup of excess estrogen in there. I would then start say by start a good, um, a really good healthy eating plan with good fats because that's again like I was saying earlier with the A, D, E, and K. Um, those are very important fat soluble vitamins. That helped to, <coughs> sorry, <coughs> metabolize um, your hormones. <coughs> okay, and, and then you know, again, um, one one of the, the the interesting things for me 
you know, just like kind of like going, going through it is that I, I, I have found, and I don't, maybe you want to make a comment on this. Like for me to go to, to go, do intermittent fasting has helped a lot in resetting my metabolism, metabolism. Yes, yes, that's a great one to start. It, it can trigger a lot of people. So it's, it's not, I'm intermittent fasting. Let me just say firstly, is not something you do every single day because it can trigger your mind in that food is eating is cheating because you want to go longer and longer without eating and it can really trigger you. And that's not the point of it. It mm. is the point, like you said, it gives your body that space and time to digest and reset and cleanse. That is really wonderful to do, but it's not something you do every single day. And if it's done properly, it can really work. Right. Um, okay. So we've got, we've got progesterone. <laughs> we've got the healthy fats. What else do you, uh, what else do you suggest? I would suggest you go to a doctor. Um, definitely have your blood checked. See, your, like we said, check your budget. So step one would be exercise. Definitely start moving your body. Start getting that extra oxygen in. Start weight training eventually. Mm-hmm. Eat mm-hmm. your healthy fats and then start, um, check your progesterone with the doctor. That's step three. Do you feel that, that lots of menopausal women need supplementation? Like you can't go through menopause naturally and, and not take anything? Like, is it like kind of almost a compulsory thing just simply because that's, that's how we age? Absolutely not. No, I do not think you, you have to have medication. Obviously, if you're really struggling and it's like really bad, um, with like, um, what's it? Sweating and just emotional and hormonal and weight gain is like excessive. Then of course you go to a doctor, but naturally you could do it by, you could even get those little vitamin D patches. I think if you have the normal menopause, it is definitely fixable and workable with exercise, nutrition and a few supplements. You could start with like DIM, which is a great uh, natural supplement, which just removes any excess estrogens you have. Um, and that can also help balance your progesterone, change your lifestyle, start meditating and doing yoga to help that cortisol and all that, any inflammation within your body. Wow. Okay. Thank you. We are going to just go for a little bit of a break. This is 101.9 High FM. This is the Healthy You, Wealthy You show with Adol Kosulski and Fagy Stern. And if you want just that little bit more motivation, Faggy and I run a WhatsApp group. It's admin run, so we're not going to spam you. And anyway, you can keep it on silent and look at it, look at it when you want. We drop one or two ideas every single day, just short things, you know, like a, a 30 second read, a one minute listen to, um, that encourages you along the path of becoming healthier, simple things that you can do and you can implement into your life and, 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 you know, ideas that can maybe spur you on to live a more healthy lifestyle. If you'd like to join this WhatsApp group, you can send an email to intro at highfm.com. Give us your name, give us your number. And of course, you've got to have WhatsApp. Um, and we will gladly join you in. Sometimes we even drop a recipe or two, um, you know, that I know that I've actually used quite a lot. Of, 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 of I've stuff. had a lot of people using your beautiful recipes that you're posting. It'll keep them coming. <laughs> I, I, th- I think what I'm going to be doing just by the way is I think like next week I'm just going to run uh, all the different salads that I make every single day because they're just easy. You don't beautiful. Actually the recipe book. There's actually this one recipe book called Heal. It's an amazing book. It's also mm-hmm. all about, you know, health and wellness and hormones. Um, a South African woman made it. I'm not sure if you know about it, Chloe, but also has beautiful recipes in there, um, amazing soups, amazing salads, really oh, wow. just healthy, nice, wholesome recipes. 
Chloe, no, if some if, if if somebody would like to 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 be in contact with you, you know, to find out more, how can they do that? So I am at um, the gym Move Melrose Arch at the moment. There, you can find me on the website at Move Melrose Arch or on my Instagram, which is Chloe. Move at Melrose. Sorry, move. Sorry, there was a little bit of a delay in the technology. Move at Melrose Arch. Yes, there's a gym in Melrose Arch called Move. It's where the Edgars used to be. Um, And otherwise, they can find me on Instagram. My name is it's Chloe down slash holistic health or you could whatsapp me on 063-759-3245 fantastic well thank you so much for giving of your time and of your expertise and certainly i feel a little bit more motivated i'm going to get up from my chair now and move around yeah <laughs> i'm glad and maybe maybe start maybe start taking up weights start taking up weights it, um, it's, it's so good for you. And as you saw, it's actually amazing to see. Head. Yeah. There's so many women in their seventies turning their lives around. It's, it's phenomenal. Yeah. It's Just never too late. Never to too late. late. It's never too late to turn your life around and your body is God given. It has an innate wisdom and it knows how to heal itself. So come on now, everyone. You can heal yourself and uh, you can continue listening to the Healthy You Wealthy You Show. We'll keep on motivating you. Thank you so much for your time, Chloe, Faggy, as always. Thank, Thank you, Chloe. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye.